Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, people? You know that sound is the Unfiltered Band means yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way. Right here and right now, this will officially go down as episode number 244 in your scorecard. You can jump on board 24-7 onto the Unfiltered Revolution. It is easy. You go to the artist formerly known as Twitter, X if you will, at Casey Stern. Give it a follow and jump on board into the bio and you can follow through. Click the link to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like all the videos, share with your friends. And watch all of the content, 243, now 244 episodes deep. And, of course, where most of you are, on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere where you get your better podcasts. And, as always, we are thankful to have the Unfiltered Band here and to have you wherever you are as the Super Bowl stage is set. It'll be the Chiefs and the Niners. We'll talk about what happened and where coaching goes wrong, and more so than about even the situation in the two games yesterday, but just in general, no matter what fan, uh, what kind of sport you watch, just sometimes where uh, it, the better parts of coaching can get in the way, and that's what happened surely in Detroit yesterday to Dan Campbell. We are always happy to be here, thanks in large part to our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. They've got latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for basketball, football, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers, live betting, favorite casino, and card games. They're all available to play right now, right from your phone. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on all the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It is Bet Online where the game starts as I get started here telling you the biggest takeaway I have from yesterday, and that is the fact that I am gutted for Lions fans. Absolutely gutted. You see, because I'm no Niner apologist as a Giant fan growing up, even though I did love Joe Montana. Never loved the Niners, clearly. But so it was easy to root for the Lions yesterday. But I felt a kinship with Lion fans yesterday, people. Because a lot of you root for teams and you think, oh, I've been there. I felt that. I know what that Lion fan is feeling. But you don't know what they're feeling. I know what they're feeling. I root for the Knicks. I root for the New York Islanders. I was five when I went to my first games in their last cup run. So most of my life, I've lived with pain. For you give me the dynasty era, which was a little bit before my time. I am a fan of the New York Mets. Need I say more? I know what it's like. And what people don't understand who haven't been through what the Lions went through yesterday is that it is worse to be on the doorstep of what you don't think you're entitled to, of what you don't think you're allowed to have, of what you don't think will ever come your way because you are only there for misery. It is when you are on that doorstep and that rug is pulled out from under you that you are reminded just how numb you have felt this entirety of this time you've rooted for this franchise. Even though I'm not a Jet fan, Jet fans know what I'm talking about. When Aaron Rodgers was gone after four plays, I got a lot of friends that are Jet fans, it didn't take long to go from, oh my God, I can't believe all of this hope is gone, to, oh yeah, we're kind of used to this feeling because that's the feeling they're used to. You're used to not being close. You're used to being the laughing stock. You're used to being the joke. 
you're not used to having a chance. So when it gets pulled out from under you, my lifetime back-to-back conference finals, one to nothing against the Lightning recently, Pierre Turgeon, the best player on the team, gets hurt by Dale Hunter in what could have been a run where they ended up beating the Penguins anyway, 93. We know about the Mets recently in 2015. We could talk about what happened when Aaron Heilman gave up a home run to Yadier Molina in 2006 in an NLC NLCS championship game in Game 7 where they were the better team than the St. Louis Cardinals who went on to win the World Series that year. We could talk about Kenny Rogers walking Andrew Jones in 1999. We go to the Knicks with John Starks, 2 for 17, and go to all of that and more and more and more. And end of the day, I know what that is like. You root for one of those teams that is like the Lions, and you understand that plight, reach out to a Lions fan or drop a comment. Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. Get in the comments and uh, follow and give me a, a uh, post, ad, or tweet, whatever they call it now, on X at Casey Sterner. Let me know on YouTube as well. But I know that pain. So I, I felt that pain yesterday. That hurt my feelings as if I was a fan of the Lions. It was weird. And it's like you're watching... It's like anybody who's ever had, I'm trying to think of like the most, you know, inundate, not a, not a mundane, not a big deal thing. But let's say you're sitting there and you're in your house, right? And you drop a glass off the counter. And it seems like it's taking like an hour to drop, even though it's only two seconds, because in your mind, you're like, oh my God, that's about to drop. It's about to crack. Is it going to hit me? Where's the glass going to shatter? I can't believe I have to clean all this crap. I have company over. Where's the dog? Where the kid? You go to all these things. I mean, it was the littlest thing in that one moment where you watched that happen. It seemed like you were on pause watching this happen because you knew, you knew after that catch by Ayuk, what was going to happen in this game. You knew. I love Dan Campbell and what he's done. You know, they talk about old takes exposed, and I don't really feel that this was in that category. But yeah, I did post yesterday in the first half of this game. It wasn't solely because of the first half, and I've been posting about Dan Campbell, you know, during the course of the year, and who hasn't, and said things like, who wouldn't want to play for this guy, and who doesn't love this dude? Because who wouldn't want to play for this guy, and who doesn't love this dude? even after the game yesterday, which we'll get to. There is a difference that culture brings that changes everything. It changes everything in a work environment, changes everything for a team, changes everything in a family. Culture is absolutely everything. And when there is a culture change for the negative, it goes the other way. When there's a culture change for the positive, it does the same. And it can happen quick. I watched it with Tom Coughlin and the New York Giants. I watched it covering Jim Leland when he went to the Tigers and saw that take place with a team that hadn't won in years and was a laughing stock. Culture can change and change quickly. You know, Vince, whatever was happening with the Texas Rangers, but go look at what Bruce Bochy did when he got there and when he went to the Giants previous to that. And there are many examples of this. And it's not always with the fiery, passionate guy necessarily. Sometimes it's with the respect and the guy, look, Dusty Baker after Matt Williams. I watched it with the Nationals. Not saying that because Dusty's a friend. That that happened. And I look, you could see it in the in the clubhouse, right? 
there has been a culture change with the Lions that is so drastic and so great and so wonderful if you're a Lions fan. And what happened yesterday is not going to end that. And Dan Campbell, well, you give certainly credit on the field to the players, give credit to the players in all these sports, regardless of what the coaches do, because you can make the best call and it could go the wrong way. You could put in the right pitcher and he can make the wrong pitch or not locate the fastball, right? You got to give the case to, I'm sure, a number of people in the organization from ownership on down, including the choice of Dan Campbell. But Dan Campbell is the biggest reason for that. And you could see that in the way he, he, handles his players like a proud dad, the inspiring, you know, passionate way in which he de defends the honor of being a Detroit Lion, which nobody has cared about or defended or talked positively about since Barry Sanders was on this team. And even then, it was why the hell is Barry Sanders even on this team? Imagine he had an offensive line. Imagine there wasn't Scott Mitchell and yada, yada, yada down the line. So Dan Campbell is a huge reason why that team has gotten to where they've gotten. A, the biggest reason, from a culture standpoint. No, no, no question. No question. But yesterday, that same bravado and that attitude and that passion that got him to that point most likely is the biggest of a multitude of reasons that that team is now no longer headed towards the Super Bowl in two weeks in Vegas. It doesn't mean that we didn't see the drops, including two by Reynolds, one which was egregious later in the game, and then the one, of course, on one of those fourth downs, and I think a fourth and two, in which he should have caught the ball. It does not take away the missed tackles, and there were tons, including on a couple of plays where McCaffrey, we know how great he is at breaking tackles, but there were a couple of plays that were just, I mean, they were awful, and that wasn't happening in the first half. The inability to contain Brock Purdy from running for big first downs, which was not happening in the first half of that football game. All of those things are key. It's why you can't just blame Zay Flowers, even though he had not one, not two, but three bonehead plays, which is terrible because he had such a brilliant season. And, and for a kid who has had, he's got such a bright future, you hate that for him that he's going to be, you know, next to those three mistakes, but it was back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. That's not the only reason the Ravens lost that game. Lamar Jackson's throw into triple coverage, which was nonsensical, not the only reason the Ravens lost that game. And there are others because there are always a multitude of reasons. It is never just the error at the end of the game or the interception at the end of the game. It is always what led up to that. It's never just one bad coaching decision. We don't want to talk about those things at parties, like they say in A Few Good Men, because, you know, we need you on that wall. We need on that wall that one guy whose head is going to, to, to spill because it's his fault. And in this case, going to be Dan Campbell with Detroit. But it's not the only reason. <coughs> it's not. Could be Lamar Jackson getting thoroughly outplayed in that second half by Pat Mahomes and all the missed opportunities and all the bonehead mistakes and penalties. But all those things, no matter which one you pick, are all culpable. Same thing with the Lions. But there was one specific time period. Because, look, you could talk about the, the fourth down 
situations during the course of the year all you want and what they've done and what they haven't done and how many times they've made it and how many times they go and that this is their MO. It doesn't matter what your MO is. When you're in a big spot, the only thing that matters is what is needed in that spot. How am I getting to, to run this clock down to win this game that I am ahead? And in this case that we're going to talk about, you're ahead by 14 points, 24 to 10. There are six and a half minutes, I believe, almost exactly, left in the third quarter. That's what you got. You got about a quarter and a half between you and the Super Bowl and a two-touchdown lead. You got an offense on the other side that hasn't made any big plays yet, that hasn't unlocked Brock Purdy yet, that is just trying to figure it out, trying to get back in a game at home with all of the pressure on them. They don't have momentum. They don't have in the back of their minds right now anything positive that's fueling them, except they just got three points to cut the lead. They're at home with all the pressure on them. Monkey on their back squarely. Going uphill. You're going downhill with a quarter and a half. You have to make that a three-score game. Now, is it a guarantee that Badgley are going to make that kick? No, it's not but you have to attempt that kick. You have to. And I was sitting here watching it on TV and yelling at the television like I was a Lions fan, admittedly completely biased for a Niner fan who hears this. Look, I'm not going to say I hate them. And look, I like Purdy. I like a lot of, you know, Kittle, a lot of McCaffrey, a lot of the personalities and people on that team. I don't know them personally, but I like them. I have nothing against them at all. But I'm sitting there rooting for the Lions for their fans because I get it. And I'm and I'm saying to the screen, don't. Don't. Yeah, you get that first down and your drive continues. It wasn't fourth and goal at the two. You don't want to go up three scores and you want to go you know, fourth and goal at the two. I'm okay with that. And then you miss. And they got to go 99 yards with six minutes to go in a third quarter. You want to do that? Okay. You got it. Going up scores in that spot, I don't care what analytics you're looking at. I don't care what passion you coach with. You don't need eye test. You don't need analytics and a TI-82 calculator. There, you need common sense. Because in a big spot like that, anyone who's watched the NFL doesn't need to coach it, didn't need to play it, just need to have watched it, has seen enough to know that going up three scores is a big freaking deal because you are counting down to the end of the game. You're play you are, right, counting down to the end of the game, which, by the way, the Lions did bad in every way, shape, or form. The coaching wasn't just bad in this play and the other fourth down in the second half. How do you not run the football? Look how successful the Lions were running the football in the first half. Look how many times the graphic came up of how successful they were running the football in that first half. And then sit there and go back to now the second half and why they're not running the football. And how are you throwing on, you know, if you're going to go in four down territory and that third down where I think it was third and four at the time, the second time around, where you're sitting there and averaging more than that a carry to not sit there and give an opportunity to put the ball in the hands of Montgomery or Gibbs or both, one play each. 
I'd rather you go down that way than throw twice. How can you do that? Then on must, then on a situation late in the game where you got to have your timeouts, you cannot be in a situation where you got to onside kick the ball. And maybe because of time left, they would have done it anyway. But you got those three timeouts. How are you running the football then? They didn't run the damn football the whole second half after the success they had in the first half. And then that's the play you're running it on in every absolute way, shape, and form for a guy who's going to be a great coach in the NFL for a long time. For a guy who is absolutely the biggest reason, if you power rank them, the culture of the Lions has changed. That was as poor and as bad and as shitty a half of coaching as you are ever going to see at the NFL level in a big spot. I'm sorry. Terrible. And I, I'm gutted for Dan Campbell because you see his face in the postgame presser. And look, will he sticking by his guns or not? And you thought it would be effective. Yeah, I don't know what you want him to say. It's one of those situations, no matter what he says, well, in hindsight, I should have, then it's like, okay, well, you, you're admitting you made the wrong decision. Some people think, oh, that's great. And the other people think, oh, you're weak. So no matter what he says there, but the, wearing that heartbreak and that onus he feels, because he knows he was part of it, they will all learn from that. They will all learn from that, from that mistake. But not running the football in the second half and then deciding to run it when they did, throwing it in spots where they should have ran it. It was like everything went disjointed from an offensive coordinator is one of the sought after coaching you know, guys in the world. And Johnson to what happened with Campbell. It's like the whole staff went AWOL. I have no idea what happened that second half. But it all began before the IU play, before Purdy went loose, before they got into the situation with the fourth down. In the second time around, where they, they sat there and threw twice, before the time where they lost the timeouts, before the missed tackles, before all of that, the IU catch big part of that, all of that, the wide open drops, one by Reynolds, the one where Goff, terrible throw, had Gibbs wide open on what was it, a post route maybe? It's sitting there in the end zone, had him wide open. Before all of that, you had a chance to put that team up three scores. And that momentum that you lost and handed that crowd and that team, backs against the wall, monkey on the back, all the pressure on them, they're supposed to win, down 14, that you handed them when they got that stop, changed everything. Without all the other things that went downhill, the game could have gone differently. It necessitated... All of those things happening, but they do not happen. That yellow brick road does not start. You do not send them that direction without it. Yesterday was a day of mistakes. Mar Jackson, making mistakes, Pat Mahomes, I'm sorry, would never make. Lamar Jackson, amazing. Made a play when he caught it himself yesterday. It's like, who the hell would make that? It's amazing. Amazing. But that's a play in that interception into coverage, the decisions that he made, holding on to the ball and getting sacked in a couple of spots where you can't get sacked, making bad throws, the penalties by the whole team, which were just, from Clowney on down, which were just ridiculous, many of them. Because you can't take chances in those spots. The Zay Flowers mistakes... The defensive miscues, like all of the things that occurred. One team played nearly flawless, 
Pat Mahomes didn't have to throw for a million yards. Pat Mahomes wasn't, you know, dotting touchdowns much in the second half. Amazing plays to Kelsey in the first half. Couple in the second half when needed. Wasn't crazy. There were a lot of, hey, we three and out. We had a couple of drives. We punt. Much going on. But they weren't giving the ball away. And to beat a team that has been to all these AFC Championship games in a row and now go to another Super Bowl trying to go back-to-back, the fourth appearance for Mahomes, right? To beat that team, you can't make those mistakes. All the mistakes, all the miscues, all the use the tennis term, unforced errors were all, all of them, on the side of the Ravens in that second half. And the same thing happened with the Lions. And that's why they coughed it up. And that's why they collapsed. But the difference is there was that one seminal moment, that one moment where you just knew they didn't have life. They didn't have momentum. And Dan Campbell knew it too. It's why he went for it. Because he wanted to go for the jugular. He wanted to foot on the throat in that spot. He felt it too. But he could have done it, even though it would have been a slow burn, by putting you up three scores. Instead, he handed that team a chance. And they took it. Dan Campbell, one of the biggest reasons why that team is there, maybe the biggest. And the Lions are not done, and the franchise got a lot to be proud of. And I'm gutted for that fan base. But a lot of that yesterday was ugly to watch. Super Bowl stage is set. We'll preview it between now and then. You can always review all 243, now 240 episodes, 44 episodes. Apple, Spotify, everywhere, your, your podcasts. If you're not following me, get on Twitter, X, whichever one you want to call it, at Casey Stern. Get in the bio. Click that YouTube link. Subscribe. Like all the video. Comment. Share with your friends. And we'll see you next time on Unfiltered, as always, presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.